It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. In October, Hurricane Michael made landfall in the Florida Panhandle and then slammed into parts of southwest and central Georgia. The hurricane had a major impact on Georgia's cotton, pecan, and timber crops and caused structural damage to homes and businesses, including child care programs across some 20 counties. Commissioner, thanks to our Nutrition Division and the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning, we were able to assist many of these programs in a lot of different ways. We were. So Hurricane Michael was devastating to that area of the state, and uh, we have never had an opportunity or a vehicle in which to help child care providers get back on their feet um, to reopen so they could actually uh, care for children and, and teach children. And then our nutrition uh, services really stepped up to the plate with using a new vehicle to get some emergency um, feeding down to um, that area of the state. So I'm glad Carrie and Sanja are here to tell us more about that. We sort of took the summer food service program yes. and, and brought it up a little earlier than normal, uh, able to help these schools and children in uh, southwest Georgia. So with us today, Sanja Adams, Nutrition Services Director for DECAL, and Carrie Ashby is the Executive Director for the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning. And Sanja, uh, first of all, let's uh, talk to you about one of the immediate needs uh, for children and families in that impacted area was for food. How were we able Able to um, to help them. Yeah, sure, Rich. Uh, as you know, the damage from Hurricane Michael was severe in southwest Georgia, and many schools in the impacted areas were temporarily closed. So one of our participating food program organizations from that area contacted us determined to help. We collaborated with the organization and provided guidance on how to set up emergency feeding sites through their current decal nutrition program participation. With our assistance, the organization continued food service for children in the absence of school meals. The organization set up four feeding sites, one in Seminole County and three in Doherty County. Great. And let me ask you, is that like changing gears for you guys? Because you're kind of in one of two modes. You're in CACFP mode, which is during the school year, and summer food service mode. You kind of had to crank up a different approach here with this situation. Yes, definitely. So for emergency feeding, we execute the summer food service program. Um, We also um, administer the child and adult care food program. So since the summer's over, um, we like to utilize this program of course, sanctioned by USDA to offer emergency feeding through the summer food program. Mm-hmm. So. And food insecurity is already a problem in some of these areas. How does a hurricane add to you know the problem? Yes, so the majority of our participating child nutrition organizations are child and adult care facilities. Natural disasters can escalate the problem by causing power outages, spoiled food, lack of or limited transportation. So additionally, situations like this can cause added stress to our providers. So based on these factors, many of our organizations may temporarily close their facilities, which further diminishes access to affordable, nutritious meals. Mm -hmm. And how do we go about setting something like this up? You've talked about a little bit of this, but um, I just can't imagine getting a curveball like this, like a hurricane, (laughs) and just suddenly putting it all together. Right, right. That's correct. Well, so first, the organizations must be current participant of decals child nutrition programs 
Our programs are governed by USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture, and USDA was very instrumental in guiding us on executing meal service flexibilities as a result of the hurricane. Other partners include Georgia Department of Education, Second Harvest of South Georgia, and other participating child nutrition organizations. Mm-hmm. Everybody sort of came together. You got to turn it around pretty quickly. You guys were able to do that. And we had some great photos that we shared on social media of children enjoying these meals you'd never know they'd just been through a hurricane they had these big <laughs> smiles they were happy it was really right neat right right we were very excited about doing that yes. you've been doing this for a while was this the first time we've been able to step in in a situation like this whether it was a tornado hurricane other natural disaster? yes yes definitely this is the first time where we've all come together in a collaborative effort with usda with georgia doe um, in terms of coming up with uh, and solidifying a process that can help our institution Well, big thanks to everybody who was involved. Uh, Really terrific uh, effort on everybody's part. Meanwhile, Carrie, in addition to helping with meals, we had 43 child care programs in this same area uh, that are now receiving special mini-grants from the international organization Save the Children and administered through your foundation. That's right. These these grants were totaling $25,000, and it's going to help over 1,300 children and, and roughly 220 teachers, and all of these folks were heavily impacted by the storm. Uh, I think it's important to point out that many child care programs did not qualify for public disaster assistance to help them reopen, mm. and, and that really has a domino effect with the local economy down there. Uh, If the parents can't go to work because their children are at home because the daycare, excuse me, the child care centers are not open, then, um, you know, they they, they can't go to work. It makes it very difficult. Um, So it's our hope that these mini grants will help children continue their education during this natural disaster time and the crisis that followed. And, um, you know, we just want it to be uninterrupted, allowing these parents to go back to work. Now, let me ask you, you had about twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars to distribute. How do you go about selecting programs to receive? that money. You're trying to divide it up uh, as well as you can. That's right. Well, from the get-go, we decided that these would be many grants. Um, We wanted to reach as many child care providers as possible and um, and assist as many children as we could. Mm -hmm. So uh, these things would be uh, fixing a a crumbled fence. around the, the, the playground in the backyard. The, the, the centers wouldn't be able to let the kids go outside um, for almost, I think it was almost a month. Some of these wow. centers, they just, they, they're they just trying to get their lights back on. Mm-hmm. Um, a fence is not their high priority, but then when the kids come back and they, they've got to get some exercise and get outside, it becomes a top priority uh, very quickly. Um, so what we did is we based it on need, um, and we also looked at uh, the amount of children served at that particular um at that program, mm-hmm. whether it be a facility, a child care facility, or a family home program. One thing I like that uh, you did, that we did uh, as an agency and as the foundation, you made the application pretty easy <laughs> because you didn't really want to hit them with a lot of requirements uh, in the middle of what they're already dealing with. That's right. We made it a one-page application. We wanted it to be very straight to the point. Um, and we actually asked for, you know, pictures tell a thousand words. And these folks did not have time to be filling out, you know, 
multiple pages of, of questions and document and, and providing all this documentation. So we asked very simply, we need a W-9. We need pictures that, that show the damage that you list out on this one-page document. And again, all of these are licensed programs in Georgia. Um, so a lot of that background was already, has already been taken care of because we're, we're, we, we keep up with these programs, um, uh, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, through our child care services, pre-K divisions, nutrition, uh, right. talking with them on a regular basis. So this is really sort of a textbook example, the perfect example of why Governor Deal and the General Assembly created the foundation in 2017. That's right. Um, and, and actually, Commissioner Jacobs was the one to point out that when Hurricane Matthew hit, we had no mechanism to um, to provide emergency funding quickly. Um, I, you know, there may have been a way, but goodness, it may have taken three to four months. And these programs needed the money right then and there to turn those lights back on, to help clear out uh, tree damage so that families could actually get to the center. So we feel very blessed to have been able to work um, well, to be able to have this foundation, but then to be able to collaborate with global organizations such as Save the Children who have funding available. They just need people on the ground that ha- um, that really have their finger on the pulse um, in, in states during disasters. Now, I'm sure people are appreciative of the 25,000. Is there or are there additional needs of uh, programs in southwest Georgia now? Well, yes. They, we, goodness, we probably received over 70 applications, um, and we were able to serve just over 40. Um, the need is great. I would say that this is one of the um, most devastating natural disasters in Georgia's history. It was a Category 3 um, it, to an area that had just been hit um, it, fairly recently beforehand. So um, there is a great need. We would love for anybody to be able to donate to uh, our foundation's website, which is gaearlyed.org. And the great thing, Reg, about um, about this foundation is that 100% of the funds raised go directly to these programs. So if you donate a dollar, that full dollar is going to go to these kiddos. Um, you know, it, we have no operating costs. The donors do not uh, do not pay for the operating costs of the foundation, and that's really what makes us unique to our donors. Right, and Commissioner, I know we're probably a lot of folks out there listening that want to do something. They don't know exactly what that might be. They've got a heart for children. This is a great opportunity for them to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. So the foundation was, I mean, it was formed to basically support what DECAL does, and that's trying to increase access to high-quality early learning for all children, no matter where they live or their family income. And it's a fairly new foundation, um, but I was thrilled that we were able to offer this $25,000 from Save the Children to these programs, and I know we can continue to do more. So. Sanjay, I want to come back and talk a little bit about nutrition. You've got the two programs we were talking about, the Child and Adult Care Food Program and the Summer Food Service Program. Tell us about those programs and how they function. Okay, so yes, these programs are, again, federally funded and and administered by the USDA, and DECAL administers the programs here in Georgia. So under both programs, participating organizations receive aid to help cover the costs of preparing and serving nutrition meals to eligible participants. And Reg, allow me to emphasize the organizations must be eligible to participate. Regarding the CACFP or the Child and Adult Care Food Program, Child care and adult care organizations provide meals year-round. The Summer Food Service Program provides meals free to children during the summer months when schools aren't in session. 
We will begin training and seeking applications for the summer program as early as February of the upcoming year. So eligible nonprofit organizations may apply. So for more information on either the program, on either program, listeners of this podcast can access the DECAL website or they can contact our office at 404-657-1779. Now, some folks might not know this, but we are in almost every county. That's Close. correct. That's correct. But you really want to get to all 159 counties. Definitely. That's <laughs> our goal for 2019. Definitely. Okay. So call us if you'd like more information. It is so much, when you say to people, it's so much easier than maybe they think looking from the outside in. I mean, there are a lot of requirements. Yes. They've got to meet those qualifications. But yes. it's probably a lot easier than they think. Yes, it's not difficult. So the programs are record-based programs, and we um, definitely want our organizations to have their paperwork organized um, and accurate, um, efficient, making sure they're documenting all of their expenses, things like that. But most importantly, we have a technical and assistance unit to help our organizations with any challenges they may be having in completing the paperwork and operating their program. We don't just send you out there and good luck. No, we, we <laughs> heavily train the organizations, so okay. they'll, they'll be great. And like you said, February will be here before you know it, That's so right. we need folks to go ahead and get involved. And then Carrie, if folks want more information on the foundation and would like to donate, what do they need to do? Well, if you'd like more information on the foundation, please head to our website, which is GA earlyed.org or come find me over at in the Twin Towers on the seventh floor next to Dogwood. All right. Sounds great. You guys, thanks so much for everything you did and are doing to help these programs in Southwest Georgia. Um, and um, let us know if we can help out in any way. Thanks, Rich. Thank you. Got a quick update from our bulletin board. Important announcement from Georgia's pre-K program. DECAL will be releasing the 2019-2020 school year pre-K application. This is for new and continuing providers on Wednesday, January the 2nd, 2019. Commissioner, that's a couple months early this year. It is earlier, and um, we realized that that was a little bit late in making decisions for parents to make decisions on where their children were going to attend Georgia pre-K. So I'm happy to uh, find Finally, move that up a little bit so parents can make that decision a lot earlier. We'll have it on the website uh, Wednesday, January the 2nd. You'll have until Friday, January the 25th, 2019 to get that application back to the DECAL office. Again, that's for providers. If you have questions, you can email pre-k at decal.ga.gov for more information. Now your questions from the water cooler. This is Barbara Sanders from IT Application Development. My question for the commissioner is, what is your favorite holiday song and movie? Well, hey, Barbara. So my favorite holiday song is Oh Holy Night. Um, I think that is the prettiest song out there during the holidays, although you've got to find someone that can really sing it because that's a tough one to sing, right? I know at the end is really But it's beautiful if you have a great Mm -hmm. voice. And then a little bit different for my favorite movie, it'd have to be um, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. I mean, that's just a classic. I could watch it over and over again because it's just hysterical. I agree. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Downloads. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.